Before we go ahead and get into this week's episode, I wanted to tell you something absolutely amazing, which is that Victoria's Performance Capture Classes, PCAP with the Pros, is back. It's coming back in May. It's all online so you can join from anywhere in the world and you will be joined by industry professionals who are working right now to help you learn the ropes of performance capture and book that leading role. If you're someone who's dreamed about working in performance capture and has no idea where to start, this is exactly where I was just a couple of years ago and then I took this class. I've taken this class multiple times and I cannot tell you how invaluable it's been. It's been genuinely one of the best acting classes I've taken, let alone performance capture classes and I cannot recommend it highly enough. I'm now working regularly within performance capture and voiceover and having the best time ever. So if you want to join Victoria and a host of industry professionals, including the amazing Jamie Bafus, the casting director for God of War, who was actually on an earlier episode of this season, then you can do it's two hours a week for six weeks. And there's even auditor spots this time round as well. If you don't want to participate, but you still want to get some of that amazing information. So go ahead and head to the link in the description for this episode and you will find all the information you need. There's only eight spots available, so get in there quickly, and I'll see you in the volume. Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other performers, are here to tell stories. (laughs) And then they're like... You mean there, there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation. I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. Jump in both feet, because this is the future of entertainment. This is where it's going to be. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. Hi, welcome to the Performance Capture Podcast with me, Victoria Atkin, and Jasper William Cartwright. And we have a fantastic guest today. I'm so happy. I managed to get onto the Performance Capture stage last year with this woman and just was so happy to just hit it off with another sister in this industry. So um, I'm first of all, the first question that we always ask everybody is, please, can you tell us your name and where you grew up? Amazing. My name is Liz, Liz Albel, and I was born in this tiny little government town called Grand Coulee, Washington, but then moved to Boise, Idaho when I was six and basically grew up there. Then fucked right off to Canada at 19, like you do. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Yeah, I don't. What how, what? how old were you when you left home, Jasper? Or are you still there right now? No, no, I, uh, I, no, I, ooh, I shot out as soon as I could get to uni. Basically, I was like, bye. Uh, so I moved to London, and then I lived in London for five years. And then I was like, I don't want to be poor living in London, so I moved up north to Manchester, and I'm having a great time because my my house <laughs> costs good. about a fifth of all the houses down south. So I'm I'm the real winner here. Yeah, that was one of the. <laughs> That was one of the best things about being on a show in Liverpool is just like yep. the cost of housing. You actually got to keep your income, yes, which was nice. It's lovely. Uh, I left home at seventeen as well, so I joined that joined that crew right. crew of leaving home as soon as, as you soon can as you and can. exploring the world. Exactly. <laughs> gotta do it. So, can you tell us what you do, your title, and where you currently work? Yeah. So, I am a video game writer, and I'm lucky enough to have been doing this for ten years. In January, yes. it was my ten year anniversary. And right wow, now, congratulations. Um, That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> That's 
That's amazing. You and you don't just do this by half. You do this for like big, big games. Like this is pretty consistently mm. great it's stuff. true because when i got in i was i was just so fortunate and blessed to get in with ubisoft they were they were doing a writing mm -hmm. internship so i started right away with ubi um began on black flag which is just kind of crazy to have that be your first title and then um yeah basically just have been shipping big triple a titles ever since but yeah it's been 10 years now and uh, I've been a kind of just worked my way up, writing intern, writer, senior writer, and now I'm just so excited and thrilled to be the narrative lead on the new Bioshock. Yeah. Woo! So That's I'm so incredible. incredible. I'm so, so, I'm, so, so I'm so fucking stoked on it. I've been a huge fan <laughs> of that IP for yeah. ages, and uh, oh man. I was to say, are you a big gamer? I don't know. I am. So, and you know, some of my earliest yeah. memories, though, are like <laughs> going to Target and swinging by the um, the tech section, and they always had like the console and the glass box, and just watching, watching boys, unfortunately, just play Mario, Super yeah. Mario, <laughs> over their shoulders, <laughs> watching it, and then renting renting consoles getting them in that big black box and they smelled like cigarette smoke, you know, but you got it home and you had your three days with it. And so yeah, I've been gaming ever since I can remember really. One of my earliest memories. Amazing. I always loved them. I just wanted to ask because I'm so I'm curious as like a very big gamer myself I'm sort of like in a position now where I'm starting to meet people and you know there's the prospect of working on games and things like franchises that I've been a huge fan of for such a long time how does it feel for you to become like the custodian for such a kind of big franchise or such a big thing like Bioshock because I mean I'm also a huge fan of the Bioshock series I like I played the I remember playing the first one when it came out it's like what it's like such an incredible world so what was that like for you a to kind of find out that that was what you're gonna be doing and b just like how do you feel now kind of with that task in front of you and or, or I guess maybe even behind you I don't know you might have already finished it I don't know but yeah I cannot say at what point we are at yes. but um, <laughs> you know exactly I 80 percent of the time it's just this feeling of wild bliss and excitement and just um, kind of unbridled creativity and pleasure. But then there's 20% of the time where, yeah, it'll fucking hit me that like, I'm like a significant part of the narrative of the new Bioshock. And if I think about that too long, like I feel like I need to pee my pants. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying the weight and the pressure. Um, but you know, this might sound a little wooly. I just, I really do have this internal sense and feeling that it's just going to fucking slay. And I just have mm. that energy in me. And it's just kind of, it's almost like a conviction. So then I just, mm. you know, even when I think about the weight and the pressure and the responsibility, there is just that internal feeling that like, nah, we got this and it's going to be amazing. I think it's probably a cool sign that you're on the right project, right? Like, I think I've had that a couple times before in my life where it feels 
like a huge uh thing and like or like absolutely like the weight of expectation could absolutely weigh you down but but that level of conviction and just like i know i've got this i think is probably just a sign that you're absolutely like doing the right thing and you're in the right place and then i'm i'm thrilled for you like i'm just over here like i've just met you and i'm like ah oh, this is so cool <laughs> like i'm getting hyped for you so yeah awesome thank you <laughs> Um, Liz, can you tell us how you would best describe performance capture? Oh, what is it to you? That's magic. Um, that's not helpful, is it? No, uh, but that's, it, a, per- that's, that's a great I mean, word. that's a good Just, answer. That's magic. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's, fant- it's fantastic to me because, well, it's obviously where you see your scenes come to life and the body and the movement and the energy is is poured in and this is where it all manifests so so in that sense that's what i mean by the magic you just see it you just see creation you see it come to life and all those things that you were missing before the voice you know the movement etc the little things that actors do that you didn't even think about um that just add and elevate uh is amazing and it, it only happens um in that moment uh, and then there's that other, the tech, the technological part too, where you do see these live bodies uh, doing acting in front of you, but then so often you can see it being translated onto the screen um, and what it'll look like in game. And it's just, that's another level of it for me. I'm like, oh, mm. holy shit, you know, because what we're seeing isn't actually what the player's going to experience. Uh, but then what you see on the screen is is a good shadow of, of what could be. So, um, yeah. How does that inform you as a writer? Mm. That is my question. Like when you, when you see, because obviously the first stuff that you're writing, you're, you're not, you're not seeing any actors bring it to life. So once you start seeing that, I mean, we worked on a little project, which we can't really discuss, but we worked on a project and we brought a scene to life and, um, you know, once you see that up and running, does it affect how you write things? I mean, we did do some shifts and changes with a couple of words and how it sits in the actor's mouth and those sort of things. Like, does once you see that, do you go away and adapt quite a lot of stuff from? Well, how does it how does it affect? Or does it is it case by case? Well, you're right. That our our scene is exactly what I'm thinking of. Um, so yes, but mm. all right. To be careful how to talk about it, but um, <laughs> yeah. Seeing what you did and your relationship um, with the other actors, nothing, nothing huge changed. We have established characters. We have established scenes. We, you know, we know what we kind of want to do. But uh, for me, there's the there's those emo- emotional cores and then types of relationships. Uh, so the kind of the chemistry you had going with one of the one of the actors in particular. I was kind of thinking about this type of relationship that you had and then the chemistry between was really speaking to it. And that's when I'm like, yeah, that is, that is, that's fucking it. And then it was like, all right, let's lean into it. Let's go there. It's working. Let's do it. Um, so seeing, seeing you, you know, you and your relationships and, and all of that can definitely, um, yeah, lean, lean me into stuff. Or, you know, you know, I've had situations where it's like, no, uh, uh-uh, no, that's, that's not it. That's, that was the wrong direction. That's fine. We'll kind of change it up. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Do, do, yeah, so... It's really, it's just, uh, this is why it's such a great collaborative process, right? Because you, 
you know, us as actors, we, we clearly can't do anything without some writing, <laughs> you know. Um, but um, in some ways, we'd, 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 we're helpless without that. But then seeing that and then seeing, you know, the technical aspects and the, the like you said, the magic of it all coming together, it really... I don't know any process that's more collaborative than performance capture in, in the arts. It, it really, there is no hierarchy. There cannot be in order to create something really good, I think. I agree. Um, sorry, Jasper, I interrupted you. What, what were you going to ask? No, no, I was just, I was just really fascinated by the kind of that marriage between, you know, do you feel like in your years of sort of, now having done this for 10 years do you feel like your process has changed at all based on you know now having the opportunity to really kind of get to know uh the acting process as as a part of that like do you feel like that's informed and also has the final product informed you know when you've actually then seen the games come out and you've seen how the scenes actually do eventually look because it's so different to what you know from a script to uh you know to in the volume to then actually the final product you know do you feel like your process is I'm not say, sort of saying you have to break down how you kind of write every scene, but, you know, just like, do you feel like it's had an impact on on your your process overall? That's a really good question. Um, and uh, I have because, you know, doing starting out, you just feel so um, beholden to direction and like, Get the get the words on the script, and we do. It's always so important to just get get a version of exactly what's written, um, and then just kind of thinking about what everybody else wants and trying to meet those needs. But as I've been doing this longer, I've just found more confidence um, to yeah, go with the flow, like flow with the energy. Sure, get that get get that version where it's you know the exact script word for word, but then yeah, flow with it see what's developing. Don't go crazy, you know, um, but, uh, and just trust. Yeah. It's just for me, for who I am and, and my energy. Um, and then how I get the best, um, work is just, yeah, to create, you know, trust people is trusting is paramount and then creating that safe environment to do exactly what you're talking about, Victoria, which is like, enable creation, enable the best environment that you can um, create in. And, and then that's going to produce the best quality of work. So that's kind of in my direction with it. It's just like mm. safety, creativity, and trust. Um, yeah. And you do create that safety. I mean, we talked about this a little bit with Tom Keegan, who I who introduced you to on oh, uh, one of amazing. our classes, but um but he creates this too. He creates a very an area and a an ensemble of safety. And I think as a as a writer, I I don't I haven't seen you know if we get the chance to work with the writers, which I did with you, and I also got this opportunity with Syndicate to write work with the writers Kerry Young and James and uh, the team over there. Um, do you? I, I've never asked this question to a writer, and I'm not quite sure. I'm I'm in, interested for the answer. With I know with some directors, um, they have been actors previously and they've had an acting experience, but they also, you know, read about acting methodologies and they're interested in that. Is that something that informs your writing? Is that something that you're interested in or that doesn't really, that's not helpful at all to you in that process? I never dip my toe in, to be totally honest. Mm. So I, I, mm. I think because of that, and I, you know, I absolutely could, I just totally like you're the expert 
You know what I mean? Like, I have no, (laughs) you know what you're doing. You're a professional. Like, okay, let's trust you. (laughs) I guess I just mean because we're we're studying human behavior and so are you. So I was wondering if that was an avenue that you, how you explore human behavior or you just draw from your own experiences and your imagination and and the the relationships in your life. Well, yeah, when it comes to human behavior, mostly um, my experiences, what I observe in people, things, you know, like you say, that, that I've encountered in my own life. But um, a lot of my schooling was, you know, I'm an English major, which is basically just like okay. study of, you know, what you think psychology would be about until you find out it's brain science and math. <laughs> oh, <it's not> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then too, just, I love, um, I did a real deep dive on my, my master's was actually in masochism, like literary masochism but it, it rolled into this whole like deep dive of psychoanalysis and 1800s to early um, 1900s. And it was just, so I like, I, I also really enjoy theory, um, French theory in particular, and, and that whole kind of realm of fuckery, frankly. Uh, so, so a lot of it too can kind of skew for me a bit academic. Um, and I don't get half of it, you know, but it, for me, it'll inspire things. <laughs> this shit they yeah. say, I'm like, don't know what that means, but it sounds really cool. And it's making sounds me think cool. of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah going to put it in the game. <laughs> so, um, you talked that your first project was uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and which means you must know Mr. Matt Ryan, uh, who is a, he's a great guy. Um, what, uh, how did you get that job? I mean, that's my question is usually how do how did you discover performance capture? How did you become involved? What was your first project? But we know your first project. So how did how did you get that job? Like you say, it kind of you know it was a nice start to your career. But how did that come about? I was I was actually working on my grad degree at university at this tiny little university in northern British Columbia, and our chair forwarded an email from Ubisoft advertising a writing internship. And even though I grew up loving games and, you know, loving writing, I was doing my school in it, um, it never dawned on me that was a job. Like, I just didn't yeah, think, yeah, well, I, I don't know why, you know, after I saw I was like, oh, yeah, of course, these things are huge. Someone's writing them. Um, so anyhow, I, I couldn't believe it. I applied. I, I ended up getting it. And then um, I went to Montreal. And basically, like, on day two of being, being in the job, I was this amazing person, uh, writer, narrative director, angel, Corey May. It was his, he... Oh, I know. Oh, Corey, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah, a, Jeffrey Yahalem, he works alongside Jeffrey on the AC yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. oh, wow. So it was Corey. I only met him briefly, but oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. he'd be a, oh, he'd be a delightful one to have. He'd be great. Yeah. yeah, he would be. Yeah, we have him. Yeah, I totally forgot. Totally. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So I got to be his writing intern day two. I was like, please, please hire wow. me. I was like, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But they were in production on Black Flag. And that's how I got that's how I got involved in that project was just, you know, following Corey around. Yeah. Wow. Look at all of you now from Black Flag what you're doing. 
like in your career. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible, incredible. Could I? Um, what's your favorite thing about motion? Oh, sorry, uh, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask about. Yes. Um, I'm just. I, I kind of asked uh, the other writer that we had on uh, about this, but I'm just so fascinated by like the sheer scale of games. And I, as an as an undertaking when it comes to writing, uh, it's got to be you know tenfold what you'd do with a film or even a TV show. You know, I think it's you know when you uh, whenever I've gone into record games, you know I'll end up recording the same scene about six times you know because of all the different choice trees and you know all that kind of stuff so i'm just sort of in terms of like how do you how do you find the uh the process like the beginning of a writing process like how do you find like trying to conceive of a game that big is it about just breaking it down into manageable chunks or you know do you have to do you try to attack the whole thing and sort of like this is what we're trying to achieve kind of kind of thing oh Well, you're right. You're absolutely, they're monsters. They are monsters. Mm. And that's why, like, you know, when it comes out, no matter what the feedback it is, if it makes just a semblance of, you know, if it, if it is kind of understandable, it's a miracle and that's a win. (laughs) (laughs) They are so massive. But you're right. It's it's a bit of both. So like kind of having this general overarching idea uh, that you know is probably going to change, but then sort of once you have this big shape and outline, yeah, um, break it down and then start drilling down smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, but I've also been on games too, where because you know I've built and all my games have been open world, where you develop the world itself first, and you just really. Um, flesh that out and establish it and then from there uh, come back in with the bigger story you you want to tell Um, I do kind of favor that because especially for open world to be to be clear because what that Mm. gives you is just a really rich um, sense of the space that if you do it the other way around, it can, you know, it can feel, it can feel thin. It can feel thin. People, the NPCs mm-hmm. might not feel so real, etc. Um, so that's kind of been my, my current, my current approach. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I should, yeah. So fascinated um, by, the, by the scale of them. I'm always so in awe of anyone who writes for these things. So just like, how do you even get your head around it? Yeah. <laughs> That's why there are armies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say how many, how many you got on your team right now, uh, working with you, writing. Well, you know, it it would be like there would be we would have teams of like ten plus, but then you'd also have your satellite studios. So I mean, there could be mm-hmm. in excess of twenty writers on a project, to- total, like total. But um, you know, we ship Ghost with. I don't think at any one time we had more than five. Wow. I love how she just like ghost. Yeah, just ghost. 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 You know, we might have zoomed or whatever, but um, so getting to meet in person is just always a thrill and a highlight. Um, and then, yeah, like we talked about the magic, just seeing everything elevate and go to the next level. Yeah, that's fun. 
So uh, can you tell us an experience that you've enjoyed seeing on the motion capture stage, something that you've, that you can talk about, um, you know, um, something maybe funny that's happened or silly or just unexpected? Oh, man. Oh, let me think. I'm sure this. Matt Ryan did some silly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's out him on it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of something good and juicy. Let's be here. Let's be here. <laughs> I mean, you were working with people doing pirates. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Oh, ghost. It it is uh okay yeah I don't oh, okay it, it is hard it's so hmm, maybe let me go it'll be a little more general I just love when you have an actor who is playing a very serious part and you're doing serious scene but they are not a serious person at all total card so then like you know everything the whole moment and everything is like super tense super somber etc but then between everything it's just like finger guns and um <laughs> jokes and farts and and you know you're always rolling so that's always on camera and there's just moments you wish you could ship in bloopers or or after or share um yeah, I I actually yeah us actors we are silly. That people. actually reminds me we had I was uh, shooting a a little short film uh, literally last week and uh, we were doing a scene where it was like right in on my eyes and we had like a fire burning in the foreground and I was crying at the time and I'd sort of spent like ten minutes like getting myself in the zone and like getting like getting myself emotional. These tears started coming. I was crying. Everyone was like, okay, let's go, let's go, and like we filmed it. And they started burning this like thing in front of me, and I it like I could feel it. It was just like catching, and like, it was like the perfect lighting. Everything was great, and I was there in this intense moment, crying and everything. And they went cut, and I just went, oh, "Yes, that was it, guys! That was." And everyone on the everyone on the set was like, "Oh, okay, he's fine." <laughs> like I think everyone was a bit taken aback because obviously I was just the whole time I was just like, "Don't break out of it. This is gold. This is gold. This is gold." But I remember as soon as they yelled cut, I was like, "Guys, that was amazing!" And like high fiving everyone. Still got tears streaming down my face, just like yes. Precisely, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. The just the <laughs> dynamicism of it all is fantastic. It's so surreal, yeah. isn't it? Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It definitely it's is the best. Yeah. It's the best. Such a good feeling. Um. So, just a couple of questions to wrap up here. What advice would you give other people listening? There's going to be young writers or people maybe that want a career change or are in team and film and thinking, how do I get into video games? Like, um. What advice would you give them on, you know, writing, writing in general for this medium of performance capture and, um, you know, how do they start? What advice do you give? Definitely play games. Um, play as many as you can. Pay attention to those, um, those motion capture scenes. See what's going on. And then like you were, you were alluding to earlier, they look so different to in game. So after after all the editing has happened, et cetera. So like absolutely look at look at that. Study them, see what went well, what could have been different. Um, and play old games too. Like don't just do the new stuff. See where we've come from and uh, the whole evolution of that. And then look for those opportunities. It is so hard to break in. And I've been I've been really careful lately to say, I would always say I was so lucky to get um, that internship. And in a way I was, but I've been reading about how like 
especially with women that just totally um, neglect your talent and your your agency. It wasn't luck. Like I got it because they like my samples, you know. Um, but there is that element of just right place, right time. You know, I, I got that forward email from my chair, like because I was up there doing this thing. So in absence of luck, in absence of being in the right place at the right time, um, seek out studios you want to work for and start paying attention to their job boards. It doesn't hurt to um, locate their, uh, oh my gosh, their recruiters and get in touch with them and just be like, if you have anything, a junior position, an internship, please let me know, you know, let them be aware of your work. Start paying attention on social media to writers you like, to actors you like. Just do everything you can to expose yourself to opportunity that could be there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, go for it. And do you say... Yeah, I was gonna say, and and you know, at a more advanced level, because we we have listeners at every level on this podcast. How do you stay relevant? You know, you've just got this. You've been working on some incredible, incredible projects, and you continue to work. How do you? What do you think that that attributes to? Like, obviously, your personality. I, you know, I love it. I love (laughs) the way that you are, and I think that obviously is you know very magnetic people want to be around you which is a huge part of that but how do you stay on top of that like now that you're at this specific level like how do you network and get your new opportunities I you 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 totally just said it originally and still even now the word networking freaks me out because I always associate (laughs) it with some kind of performance or like ulterior motive (laughs) Bougie little drinks and little little delicate <laughs> yes. things that you have to stand there exactly. looking like a weirdo. Like, yeah. It doesn't work for anyone in video games because you're so introverted. We're like, <laughs> get me the fuck out. What do I do with my hands? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that would always freak me out. But I connect with people and I realize that is networking. Just mm. when you have a genuine connection with someone, like when I met you, I just genuinely liked you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We I kind of stalked you to Starbucks. But... <laughs> well, okay, yeah. That is my secret. Find me sugar. Be your friend for life. Oh, man. But I was mine too. Anyone? I need to get that little app where it says buy me coffee. You know how some people have that on LinkedIn? Yes. I want well, that. I know. It can't hurt. Right? How would it do? Absolutely. But yeah. And yeah. then just, you know... I I genuinely care about my friends and people I meet and just flow with that. Flow with it. When you think about mm. someone, ping them. Tell them you're thinking about them. Ask how they're doing. Just flow into however you connect in a genuine manner. Lean into those. Lean into those ways, whether it's calling people up, which is terrifying to me and probably most people now to get a cold call or text them or or an email know, right? yeah. so regular like who is like, it what's wrong <laughs> <laughs> whose house is on fire i'm in trouble yeah. <laughs> but i would say act on it when you have when you have that when you have the um feelings for connection or you're thinking about something just do it mm. do it act on it yeah mm. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a huge that's an amazing way to kind of wrap this up is that I think authenticity some of the most uh, successful people that I've interviewed on here mm. it, just very authentic. Yeah. And like you say it's a genuine connection and 
ultimately people want to work with people that they enjoy working yeah. with i mean nobody wants to go to work and be around those people that don't make them feel good you know so the more genuine authentic fun happy connections that you make you know mm. it, it kind of snowballs well it should snowball you know that that kind of makes sense rather than this networking and i've experienced it on the other side where people want to people genuinely want to get to know me or people want to network with me mm. and I, you can just feel you it you can feel yeah, like the sticky sure. like the using i'm using you to get mm. this or i like you like i don't really need anything from you but maybe in the future maybe we could yeah. you know so it's it's a really different energy and um i like how you've just described that it was it was yeah definitely yeah i like that articulation i know I, I just, but, no, oh yeah no, no, you, well, no, 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 there's definitely you go you're making me think of something, Victoria, because um, just to quickly pop it in there, part of it, too, is when you genuinely know someone, you get to know a lot of them, not just that surface bit. And it reminded me of when we were doing um, the thing with the actors with Tom, and you knew that one woman, and your advice to her was tap into your feelings that you have with your sister and your sister in this situation. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, I remember. I know exactly it was. It was my, um, it was Raya. And yeah. I know her. And I knew her relationship. And and I think also that from, I mean, I've never dipped my toe in directing. People keep telling me to do this, but You'd be a know. great we'll director. You'd be fantastic. I'm not doing it. I don't know, guys. You've directed me before. Like, it's great. You'd be great. I mean, private coaching, I, 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 I mean, I just got one of the girls just booked to AAA lead in Call of Duty, See? so I must be doing yeah, something. Yeah, exactly, you're nailing it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, but, um, and I, I think I can direct actors in that, in that way. However, what I wanted to say was that um, it is, I think it is part of the actor's job, and this is why I learned so much, I kind of, secretly shadowed Tom Keegan when I was working with him in a way of like if I wanted to be a director like this is the type of director that I'd like to be because he does he asks questions about you not intrusive questions but he genuinely wants to get to know you and I think that my success having my business with coaching actors is because I genuinely want them to win yeah. and I in order to get them to win, I have to get to know them, you know, because it's the same with anybody in your life. And if you've had issues with control, like I have, <laughs> I want to control people in my life. <laughs> I find out a lot. You would never guess that about me. Um, but, you know, like uh, you want to, you want to help them or you want to do something. You have to know everything about them, you know. And I think, mm. you know, my role as Evie Fry, I become very detective and, and that's part of my thing but in a way i think in order to like you say genuinely know people and this isn't this doesn't mean gossip this doesn't mean it just means where their where their heart is you know you and i have talked a lot about just being mums you know with toddlers like that in itself is a vulnerable place to be when you're trying to be be working and stuff like that it's it's a lot um but when you make those genuine connections and you know jasper and i talked to, he's about to get married like there's yeah. just those things are that's where we are as humans and i think that's where the best the best part of connection lies and 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember you. I remember that, and she got yeah. a better performance when, we, when she tapped into that about her sister. It did, didn't it? That it brought her to a place of yeah. authenticity, and boom, we were at the next level. So yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, I think that's and it. she's a great actress as well. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, that's so it. how can everybody find you on social media? <laughs> I'm still on the Twitters. Um, and so I'm still Ooh, there. Still there. I'm still, still there. there. Hanging on. <laughs> um, and then I'm not. I am on Instagram, but I mean, it's it's a defunct account. Um, and I just use it for looking at cats and food and um, fashion. So <laughs> I, you would, I just you I'm just looking at funny, <laughs> cute baby videos on my Instagram. So yeah, right. I love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instagram. I look at I look at SNL live. That's it. Really, those right. pictures yeah. from SNL. Yeah. That's Feel good for a little bit. Go yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think Twitter. Uh, just be. Yeah, Jasper, you got anything to add to finish this up? Like, no, I was. I, well, I did actually just. There was one thing that uh, you brought up. It was like near the beginning, but it's just kind of stuck in me, and I keep playing it over in my head. And I just wanted to say that, like, I really uh, appreciate like hearing a writer and you know someone like yourself talking about the idea of like safety in when like in the work and like creating a safe space, just because it's something that I've been doing a lot of thinking about recently with some of my other work. Um, and it's really interesting because I've I think there's some people that have a bit of a reaction to the the words and the ideas around safety of being like oh you're limiting people you're stopping people from going to that place but I think it's almost like the opposite for me it's like the difference between yeah. like if you were going to go out into the street and just like have a fight with someone it would do, it wouldn't be safe and it would you know I mean it's ver- it's like that versus like going into a boxing match you know where you've got a coach in your corner and you've got a medic on hand and do you know what I mean and it's basically just giving you the like the ability to let go in that moment and know that no matter what happens someone's going to be there making sure that you're okay and that means that you can go for it and you can perform at your best and uh it's just something that i've been thinking about a lot and it's just really nice to hear like you sort of that being at the forefront because um i think that yeah having those safety tools just puts you in a place where you where you feel supported enough to just do your best work and i think if everyone approached making art in that way i think everything would would get that a little bit better so just uh i just wanted to bring that up because i thought i really liked uh Really well, it's life yeah. too, right? If you don't feel safe, you can't take the next step forwards yeah, with anything. Absolutely, it's just you, you, you can't. You so. Well put, I Jasper. Love it. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. This is how we get unbridled creativity. I truly believe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, amazing. All right, well, that's it, lovely lady. Thank, Thank you so you. much for joining us here. I am so happy to have documented your journey on this podcast, and uh, I, I look forward to collaborating in the absolutely. future. Absolutely. So Thank joining you us. both. Yeah, then no, thank you. This has been a delight. I really appreciate it. This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products for the life science, entertainment, and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting-edge hardware and software with the highest accuracy. Valkyrie is a brand-new hero camera range, which includes a 26MP model and high-speed capture mode at up to 2,000 FPS. When combined with the powerful bespoke new Very Focal lens, Vicon Valkyrie delivers a greater fidelity in human motion capture and unlocks an unmatched capture quality. Valkyrie is designed to work with Vicon's Shogun VFX software, enabling digital artists to visualize realistic characters and scenes while saving time in post-production. Shogun now includes custom-developed virtual production tools to power your next-level project. Find out more at www.vicon.com
Are you looking to work as an actor in video games and performance capture? The Performance Capture Podcast is also brought to you by Book VOP Cap, an online educational community set up by the Performance Capture Podcast host and founder, Victoria Atkin, which provides educational courses on how to work as a professional actor in the performance capture industry. Visit www.bookvopcap.com to find out more and follow us on social media. Ditch the day job.